What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. I've had the privilege of identifying and working as a Christian content creator for a number of years. And in addition to that, I'm working professionally to create content as a communications director and also actively engaged in the brand recognition of my local church and supporting other churches that are trying to get the word out about uh, what God is doing in their ministries. And what's become abundantly clear to me, particularly in this day and time, is that a ministry that used to be considered irrelevant or trivial or almost unnecessary or something that the big churches are doing, quote unquote, has now become the thing that drives and has the most impact on the way that people experience God. That could be through media ministry, social media, um, and so many other different platforms, YouTube, And what I think we can no longer ignore that perhaps it's tempting to get away from is that a church with the pure intention to grow and to thrive, particularly in 2022, has to be a church that has an investment, an intentional investment in its strategy to be solid communicators. Let me say right now that this is not in any way, shape, or form an indictment on pastors. I'm one who firmly believes that it is not my responsibility to critique pastors and spiritual leaders Um, And I believe that, for the most part, pastors and spiritual leaders are doing the best that they can. I believe that with my heart. But I also believe that sometimes the church as a building, the church as an institution has struggled with embracing technology. And some of what some of the things that this COVID era, era rather has invited us to think about is how we will engage people in the absence of the ability to gather in person, which has caused us to think from a more, I know this is going to be uncomfortable for some people, but from the vantage point of a business, right? How do we create content that is engaging, that is relevant, 
and that meets the needs of people who are at home or in places where they have access to so many different streams of communication, technology, social media, and the communications professional, the Christian content creators, this is a good season for us, or it can particularly be a good season for us, if people realize that a part of our strategy to engage believers has to include stronger, more intentional, prayer-centered, God-focused communication. And when I think about the work that I do to support community organizations, professional organizations as a communications director, I think about the value um, that we bring to organizations because our role is to take an organization's vision, the heart of its leadership, its values, and find creative ways to communicate to all of its constituents how much it values those things, how much those things are at the center of what it is that they do. Now, in traditional senses, particularly in church environments, our philosophy has been they will see what value we bring to them and their families once they get here. But here has changed, right? Here used to be a place where everyone arrives at on weekday evenings or Saturday afternoons or Sunday mornings for corporate worship. Here has changed drastically. And unfortunately, COVID, the coronavirus, the global pandemic, its number one victim has been an ill-equipped church unwilling to make the adjustment to become relevant in spaces that it previously was not relevant in. Now, I understand that the problem is that, here's, here's a part of the problem. If your church was not investing resources in the development and execution of a communication strategy before the pandemic, I understand that it's become increasingly difficult to do that. A lot of churches are experiencing the increase in uh, debt, uh, 
paying rent and mortgages on buildings that they cannot access. Uh, a lot of churches have lost buildings. Uh, the pandemic has illuminated a lot of deficits that ministries have in the way that they communicate and strategize around communication. Many churches have lost important and valuable leaders who were key to their communication strategy, no matter how advanced it was. Churches have experienced um, a lack of resources as a result of people redirecting their money, their time, and their talent to other things. You know, maybe they lost a job and had to become entrepreneurs and redirect their resources to places that they believe brought them, um, you know, quick uh, recuperation of their funds, right? And all along, a lot of churches have said, we don't need a marketing strategy because we are not a business. I'd argue, however, that we need to sort of take away our traditional or like Americanized way of thinking about a business and think about what we do know that Jesus did. When Jesus wanted to get the word out about what he was doing for the church, he did it through many communication mechanisms. Paul himself, known to be the architect of the church in, in the way that we experience it now, communicated to churches that he had planted by simply writing them letters. That's a communication strategy. Had not Paul, whether he wrote them himself or had them translated, had not Paul uh, determined that it was important to have a strategy to communicate with churches that he had planted, much of what we experience as the Bible, we wouldn't have, right? When Jesus knew that he um, was planning to uh, build the kingdom of God, he identified 12 disciples and told them to go out into the highways and hedges and compel men to come. And he gave them specific instructions. He got people who understood um, the, the idea of growth um, through their vocations, right? So he got fishermen and then he taught them how to grow the church through a fisherman's mindset. So they didn't have to abort their ideologies around fishing, their strategies of growing and developing uh, um, what, what they were, their crafts. He used those examples to help them to understand the importance of the growth and development of the church. So many examples where Jesus facilitated amongst those who he had influence over a communication strategy, and sometimes we just brush over it. So here's what, here, here's what I think that, that, that churches should engage in. And I'm not a pastor. I'm not telling people what to do. 
I'm not criticizing anyone. In fact, I'd be I love to 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 have short conversations or support other churches in any way and share um, some of the things that my church has been able to do. Other churches that I have had the opportunity to consult with have been able to do. But I think that one of the things that and this doesn't demean the 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 the, the industry at all. This is just basic, you know, communications one on one. I think the first investment that we can make is admitting that there is um, value and power in digital communications, social media. Like we've got to be on the same page about the way that we influence people to love and to experience God through communication mechanisms. We got to be on the same page about that. I think the second thing that your churches can do is identify which communication mechanism is best suited for your ministry, right? Uh, Social media is great. The church that I attend, we have a more engaged audience on YouTube, right? Whereas I know that there are ministries who jump-started their uh, digital or online ministries during the pandemic, and Facebook was the easiest way to engage their membership. And so they have a growing group of people on uh, on Facebook. So that might be the, the way that you engage folks. I know that sometimes I wake up in the morning early and participate in prayer ministries and other churches that are taking place uh, via Instagram. I know that are people who are um, using other social media tools to uh, engage their membership. And the question is, what tools work best for you? How can you engage your membership and best communicate with them about what you are doing, what your mission is? Because the pandemic should not control the mission of the church, right? We should be... uh, We should possess the ability through Christ Jesus to make adjustments. First of all, the Bible already tells us that there's nothing new under the sun, right? So where are we at? First, we come into the knowledge of the fact, we come into the reality that communications and having a communication strategy is important and valuable to our ministry. Then we identify the tools that best serve our ministry and those that follow us, right? Then you have to think about the church's responsibility to do outreach and evangelism, right? We're called to that. That's not an option. It's not a choice. It's not something that we can consider doing. God has called us to do that. And so even in a pandemic, even um, as we're transitioning out of a pandemic, we still have the responsibility of preaching and teaching the gospel beyond the four walls of our buildings. So who's your target audience? Who would you like to reach? Who does your church not have, right? So if you have a membership that is an older membership, an older membership, um, and you're trying to think about what's most accessible and easiest for them to participate in, and and that's a struggle for you, perhaps um, those that you might target are younger members who can assist you in the building and development uh, of, of, of a social media strategy, right? Sometimes it, 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 it calls us to 
um, identify those that might not really understand that they have a skill set in social media communications and empower them and give them the tools and tips and techniques in order to do what it is that they are able to do. So if it, it, it might mean watching a couple of YouTube videos or logging on to Clubhouse and getting strategies for Christian content creators, whatever it might be, there's so many opportunities out there. So identifying what tools work best for you um, is good. I find it should be helpful uh, to identify uh, ministries that are doing extremely well in their strategy to engage mem membership. And I don't mean like go and follow some of the bigger or larger churches. Sometimes it's simple as saying, you know what, this is a church that's equal to our size, equal to our influence, and perhaps they might be a good church for us to, to talk to. I am a big fan of informal interviews. I mean, that could be as simple as you identify a church that's doing it well, you call that church and you say, hey, do you have a media ministry? Who does your camera? Who does your social media? Can I have some time to speak to them? And then you just talk to them and ask them simple questions. How did you get started, right? What's your strategy? Like how many people work on your team? How do you train them? Those are just simple questions that you can ask um, because those um, things help to grow your ministry. Um, sometimes we think that the better uh, ministries have graphic designers and, and large budgets to have impact and influence on the things that um, they're doing in ministry. And that's just not true. Some people are working from the ground up, the pastor's granddaughter or grandson or an intern that goes to the local college as the person that is doing it for free, but doing all they know uh, to begin to engage people, right? I think that it's important for us to always note that people need to be ministered in the space to in the spaces that they occupy, right? And so that means simply that if they can't come to us, we've got to go where they are. And and, and a communication strategy, a communications ministry um, allows you to do that, right? To engage people where they are. Now, let me be clear, a communication strategy is not limited to social media and a website and what you do on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube or what videos you play. It's not limited to that. You might not have $14.99 for StreamYard every month. A communication strategy can be simple as, you know, we're going to break up this list of members and you text these people, you call these people because they don't have text message. Sometimes we miss ministry to certain demographics because we want a one um, one size fits all strategy. If you text everybody, you're going to get a couple text messages back saying you have reached a landline and this person cannot receive text unless you pay 25 cent, whatever, right? There's some people that don't have the capacity to answer a text message or don't know how to have it embrace technology in the way that perhaps they could or should, or maybe they live with people who are young and don't have the capacity to, to navigate social media or technology. So um, a part of that is some informal or formal surveys, right? Ask your membership, what's the best way to contact you? particularly in these days and times. And as your churches reconvene in person, a lot of people have grown and learned more ways. God bless my grandmother who um, she knows how to call into a Zoom. She didn't know how to do that before the pandemic. 
Uh, she knows how to call into a conference call. Perhaps she knew how to do that before, but now she really knows how to do it, right? She has a full Facebook account. She might not know how to do everything on Facebook, but she knows how to do enough to communicate uh, with her loved ones, to let them know that she's there. She's watching videos. She's doing a lot of things that she wouldn't be able to do beforehand. And the beauty of it all is that her church has yet to gather, right? And so she's in need of uh, ministry and, and, and being engaged. And she's learned a lot about other ministries that she would have never known about had there not been a pandemic. And I listen to her and talk to her and ask her about ministries. And she knows, she's like, oh, what is this church doing? Or what is this church at? Or what's his name, the pastor, or her name, the pastor? So it's a beautiful thing, right? We have all of these wonderful opportunities to engage people, to talk to them, to find out what their needs are, to find out how we can better minister to them. And it just, it doesn't take a rocket science it takes us determining or deciding in our heart that there are a few adjustments or a few things that we're going to try, a few things that we're going to perfect, a, a few things that we're going to all learn how to do, even if it's just texting three people or making a phone call, um, a lot of different things, right? And so those are some things that just come to my mind. And I was just thinking about this very heavily because um, I don't think that any of us knew what a pandemic would bring us. But what I do know is that in the aftermath or as we are transitioning back or as we're trying to figure out a new way of being and a new way of life, nothing will be more important than the way that we communicate what our goal and our mission is as a church, right? And the reality is, is that they did some surveying um, and found, but a lot of people said that they might not even go back to the physical church. So I'm sure that that's changed now that more churches have opened and people have reconsidered the power of, 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 of Christian fellowship in person. But even that is an uncomfortable thing, right? You don't know you know, how people live and what they're doing. And so you might be reluctant to go back in person. But just because I don't want to go to church in person doesn't mean that I shouldn't be engaged. It might be through your engagement and while I'm at home that I become even more interested in creating opportunities for fellowship. So there are so many things that um, communications strategists and directors and, and, and folks are doing these days and simple adjustments to the way that you uh, exercise your communication strategy and execute it are going to make the difference in your ministry, right? Even if it's that people feel more loved, more uh, embraced, they feel more seen and heard. That's important in this day and time. And listen, the world is already has already developed strategies to do this, right? You know, the, the, the world already has identified ways to make you feel embraced and loved and cared for in the spaces in some places you're not supposed to be, right? And so um, some of it is about virtual hospitality, right? Like how do we build uh, and sustain um, the, a feeling of being wanted and loved and cared for um, when there are so many ways to experience God um, now. So anyway, I wanted to just say that that's something that's been on my heart. And I thought that I would share that with y'all. Not normally something that I do on my podcast, but I guess I do a lot of different things in my podcast sometimes that I don't 
think that this podcast is about, but this is what it's about today. So hope you enjoyed it. I would love to entertain um, any thoughts or questions that you have. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram. Uh, my contact information is in the show notes, and I'd love to engage with you. Again, you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast, and I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Season with soul, with soul, with soul.